Alcova Mortgage is here for good. We are locally owned, value great communication, and are committed to our Covington community. Call Alcova Mortgage Covington at 540-962-7152 or visit alcovahighlands.com to get in touch for your mortgage lending needs. Alcova Mortgage, NMLS ID 40508, NMLSConsumerAccess.org, equal housing lender. Terms and conditions apply. All loans subject to credit approval. This episode is brought to you by Simple Mobile. Tired of being tied down with a wireless contract? Switch to Simple Mobile and stay connected on a powerful nationwide 5G network. Unlimited talk, text, and data starts at $30 a month with no contracts, activation fees, or credit checks. Visit simplemobile.com today. Out with the old, in with the simple. Compatible 5G-capable device and SIM require. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. One month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at simplemobile.com. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Brick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. All right, here we go, man. Anybody want to request up? We're going to jump into this UVA football. First, we're going to start with, oh, see, bad guy requesting again. Hold on, man. There we go. He should be good now, bad guy. All right, people requesting up. I think I was on mute the whole time talking to What's up, BJ? Ahmad. What's up, bad guy? I think I used to rap with BJ on Clubhouse, too, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What we doing here? We talking about how the Browns are back? No, 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 no. That's a UVA space right here, bro. <laughs> oh, this is UVA? It's the Cavaliers? Yeah. That guy's always ready to go. On the we talking about the Cavaliers? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about my Cavaliers, man. We, 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 got, a lot more to, we got a lot more to corn. If you ain't talking talk about, about Cavalier basketball, I don't want anyone to be involved. I never looked at their football program and right. shit. All right. Well, I appreciate you, though. All right, I'm out. <laughs> All right, fam. <laughs> My bad. I thought it was the John and shit, you know? Nah, nah, it's UVA football. <laughs> <laughs> One love, man. Appreciate you, oh. homie. That's my guy, bad guy, man. Appreciate if he was cussing. Y'all ain't like cuss words. <laughs> That's how they talk during the regular non-UVA spaces. And I think I was just on mute just then, so I think y'all missed my introduction. Didn't you? Did anybody hear the intro that I was talking about? BJ? You, were on, you were on mute. Run it back. God damn, I was on mute. All right. Woo. So check this out, man. Welcome to the Ball Show Podcast. This is a UVA space, man. I could have did this just recording on my own, but I wanted to come to the foresight, allow the fans to provide their input. I usually do Twitter spaces during the day from 3.30 to 5.30, Monday through Thursday. Um, but it's just NFL talk, NBA talk, and just other sports talk. But when I do my UVA spaces, it'll be certain days of the week, and it'll be later in the afternoon around 7 p.m. But with that being said, we got to discuss the schedule. We're going to start with 
What should we start out with? You want to start with all ACC team? What what y'all want to talk about first? I'm gonna open the floor to, to the speakers. What 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 subject y'all want to talk about first? All star. I would like somebody to talk me out of this team going eleven and one. Mm, I've looked at out. the schedule. I've looked. I know. And look, I know it's UVA football, and we've got an uphill battle every year. I've looked at the schedule probably twelve hundred times since it came out, and I can see this team losing one, if not any games. I, I there's a chance this team goes twelve and zero. I'm not trying to talk you out of that. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to try to talk you out of that. E- easiest schedule in the Power Five. Easier than ten G five teams. All of the hard games besides Virginia Tech are at home. I think the offense is dynamic and dynamite. I think the defense will be much improved if our offensive line is somewhat competent. This team is a serious, like, make noise nationally season. And I, I want somebody out there to tell me that I'm, I'm crazy, but so far, nobody's convinced me otherwise. So my question would be, who's your one loss? I can see. So, again, it's a, it's a toss-up, right? I have a bunch of, like, pick em games, more or less. But, I mean, I could see Miami beating us week eight, or I could see us dropping Coastal week 11. But those are one of, like, I see those two games being tough, both winnable. But other than that, like, there aren't really that many losses on our schedule. No, I don't think on paper there. I'm I'm with you. Uh, I look a little deeper than that. I think the game in Champaign is going to be a little more difficult than people think. I know Illinois is not good, but it'll be a first true road test for Tony Elliott and this team. Agreed. Uh, uh, so I think that's a little harder. Uh, ODU at ODU. Um, look, I, no, they're coming to us. They're coming to us. That's true. I'm sorry. Yeah, ODU coming to us again. Syracuse um, at the Dome is the other hard one, maybe on the road. But other than that, yeah, I'm not too worried about Syracuse. I don't. Th- I don't think we get the dub down in Miami. Uh, just has been our Achilles heel. Now if the game was at Scott. Miami no, it is. That game is at the, Scott. No, that that is that's at Scott. the thing. Yeah. Okay, all of these games are at home besides Virginia Tech. I like your. I like your take on Coastal Carolina. I think that's sneaky. Uh, man, Commonwealth Cup's always tough, though. Especially, I, so, I mean, that's what I'm saying. The last, the last five games of our schedule: Miami at home, UNC at home, Pitt at home, Coastal at home, and then we're in Lane Stadium. I just think that that it's the schedule is so favorable that this is a ten and two, eleven and one type football team. It could be. I don't know, man. That's tough as far as getting nationally recognized on that stage, though, because again. Just as the schedule works for us, getting nationally recognized, the schedule works against us. Absolutely. I think here's here's my take, right? I think we go 7-0 and through the first seven weeks, and at that Miami game, October 29th, is going to be a absolute barn burner, nationally televised night game at Scott Stadium. We had that, what, 2019 when we beat them with Bryce Perkins? Like mm-hmm. that kind of game, and that will dictate kind of who's winning the Coastal at the time. I think that Week 8 game is going to be very, very, very big. And I really hope that, like, Scott is rocking. Everybody's kind of bought in by that time. Maybe Armstrong's getting some national Heisman recognition. Like, I think that's where this program can be by then. But, like, I really do think that this is, like, a two-loss football team, if that. And I, I've been walking around – I mean, again, I've been walking around my office for a while saying that if you took Virginia's offense and put them in Ohio State helmets, people are calling this the best offense in the country. Like, consensus. So, like, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't, I don't know if people are as high on this team as I am. Uh, granted, the defense could probably, you know, from last year, will use a little bit of work. I'm, again, I'm more of a, a factor of it can't really get worse than it was last year. So, hopefully, you know, we either stay the same or, you know, again, hopefully improve. But, I mean, with this offense, and I mean, I, I just really, I, I'm very, very high on this football team. 
I, I, I definitely love that, Jake. Um, I think the only thing that concerns me is the moving, the moving chairs at the offensive line. If it was the same offensive line returning, I'll definitely be super excited. Yep. Um, I need to just see these guys in live action. Right. And that's, again, that's where that that's Illinois Big Ten game comes in. I think that week two game, if, if that goes like it did last year, where we kind of beat them by 30, 40 points, I think that's a very good indicator of kind of how this team's going to play. Did you say we beat Illinois by, what did you, you say, 30, 40 points? I think we beat them by, didn't we beat them by around 30 points last year? Something like, something crazy like that. I don't think we beat them. I don't think it was, yeah, I don't think it was that bad. Let's look. I'm, I'm curious because I remember I was an absolute beatdown in my brain. Let me look at what it was last um, year. I, no, I could find it for you. Um, yeah, it was 42-14, so almost 30 okay, points. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. But again, like, I think that's kind of going to be a big But it's crazy, though, because, like, at that same token, we go and beat them by 40, and then we came home and struggled for two and a half quarters against ODU. Right. I mean, that's that's UVA football for you right there. But at the same time, like, I again, experience is huge. I think we have a lot of guys coming back that are going to be us, us more on the offensive side than the defensive side. They're going to be, you know, more of a leadership role this year than they were last year, kind of bringing the whole team in. I think, again, guys on the team probably know this, too. Like, this is the year for UVA to make some noise. Like, Armstrong's last year, I think we're going to have, you know, a lot of people are going to be surprised by how well we're doing in the Coastal. I think everybody kind of knows in the program, like, this is the year to, to kind of do some damage and make, make our voices heard. Uh, they're getting rid of the whole divisions next next season or two seasons from now. Like, this is win the Coastal, compete for the ACC, like, put UVA more on the map. I think everybody in that locker room kind of knows that, like, this is the year to do that. So I think this is going to be an all-in type season. Yeah, at least, I, at least I hope so, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I, it's, I think it'd be, like – I'm not against what you're saying. I, I, look, you're not going to tell a UVA football fan that right. to be off against you know going 11 and one. But I think if this was the same offense returning, I'd be more on board with what you're saying. I think Ahmad makes a great point about the revolving offensive line yeah. um, and and really learning a new system. I think the rededication to the run could really throw Brennan off. Just in getting used to it, it could t- maybe take a couple games. Now, look, the first three games of the schedule are perfect for that. Right, uh, but I could see a slipping one up again. I look at that that week two matchup in Champaign, four o'clock, prime Big Ten time. Um, I, you know, I just think that there's too many moving parts to say we come strong out the gate seven and zero and putting money on it. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible, but if you said, "Hey, would you take the bet?" I'm not taking it. Ah, uh, okay, interesting. See, again, I, it would depend what the odds were, but I think I would take it to be honest. I don't think anyone doubted you would take it. <laughs> right, yeah. No, again, I, I don't think I've met somebody out there right now that's, like, higher on this team this season than I am. But at the same time, like, I'm looking at this schedule, and I really – I'm struggling to find losses, which I hate saying because I know how this goes. But I really am looking at this like this is the year for UVA to do something special in the ACC. Now, what that is, I'm not entirely sure. When the Coastal compete for a championship would be ideal. But I really – like it's set up so perfectly – that like this, it would be so like to take the opportunity that we've been given with the schedule would be just be it'd be a waste to not. I think everybody kind of knows that too. So you're, you would you be confident guaranteeing a New Year's Six game? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Honestly, at this moment, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna throw on on the Barstool Sportsbook. I'm gonna I'm gonna take us to win the Coastal for sure for heavy. Our win total right now is seven games. I'm taking the over on that. 
and I'm going to throw down a little bit of money on us to win the ACC. I think we can get a matchup like an NC State. I think there's a very good chance that we can compete in that game. Like this, I think this is our team, guys. I really, not that I want it to be, but I really believe that it is. Yeah, I think. I, I, I mean, looking down the road, I think a matchup with NC State is problematic. Uh, I think we're with all the excitement around the offense and what came back and what we can do. We can't overlook just how bad that defense was last year. And even if the offense can carry us and the defense steps up a little bit outside of Clemson, I think the offense of NC State in an ACC championship game gave us real problems. Uh, I think we're going to be in a lot of games where we have to outscore opponents again. And look, we're equipped to do it, right? We're equipped to do it. If we have, if we have just a little bit more defensive prowess last year, we win probably what two, maybe three more games, right? Right. Save some clock management and not throwing it to an offensive lineman in crunch time, mm-hmm. right? But but I mean, I still think that that's going to be an issue. The offense returns. I think we're going to be seeing a very similar product on the field, just with more dedication to the run game, which could keep our defense actually with more pressure on them. You dedicate to the run, you probably get more possessions in the game. I mean, I know it keeps the clock running, but I feel like it could it could actually work against them and put more pressure on a unit that still needs time to grow. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I, I, to, to counter that a little bit too, right? Like, even with the defense last year and everything that kind of was working against us, like, we were two plays away from winning the Coastal, in my mind. I think we're one batted down pass in, in the pit game that, you know, uh, what was that? Kenny Pickett to Jordan Addison that I thought was going to get picked off and or batted down, ended up being a touchdown. Pitt wins that game. And then, again, as you said, the lineman pass in the Tech game, you know, we, we get, I don't know, four yards on that play. We maybe score at the end of the game to win that game. Like, those yeah. two plays – go our way and like we win the coastal last year i think like with a defense that's you know i find it hard to believe that it won't be improved this year and an offense that's basically the same let's see how the offensive line does like this team is a coastal championship built team i think yeah i look at i look at the carolina game too last year i mean right we could two bounces two bounces go a different way we win that game right I mean, we were down, what, 20, 24 to 7 that game, 24 to 3? Like, this offense is equipped to score points. And I'm not really worried about that at all. Again, the two big question marks are the defense, and I can't imagine it gets worse or stays the same. So, like, that's very hard to do. And then, again, the offensive line. But again, I, I listened to Tony Elliott uh, at the ACC Media Day. He says, We have seven guys that are kind of ready to go, getting reps, looking bigger, their bodies look good. Are they good enough to kind of handle the Miami's, you know, five stars on the D line and all that stuff? Well, we'll see. But that's again, that's a long ways away. But if if he's right and we have seven guys that he feels comfortable playing, like I I'm really in. I I don't want to get my heart broken, but I'm I'm bought into this team. I really think this is something special. Because I'll tell you what, after this season, it's kind of a, a rebuild for a little bit. I'm not entirely sure UVA has the longevity that's going to have uh, as these other ACC teams are going to have. But I do think that this season, this team can do something seriously special. Yeah, a little off topic though. They're doing work on the recruiting trail. That, I mean, yeah, I love to see that. Too. They are doing work. Um, love the optimism to start the space. Ahmad, why don't you break down the schedule for us? Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely love the optimism. Like I said, Jake, I'm not trying to convince you any any other like otherwise because who am I to be like you? Don't supposed to think we're gonna win eleven games, right? Like, yeah. I ain't in the business of that. For I all of our energy. right, right, like that, it would be awesome if Jake was right, you know, and on August first, that UVA goes eleven and one. So I hope I'm right. That's a fact, man. So 
the UVA football schedule. So we start off at home versus Richmond. I think everybody has that penciled in as a win. A lot of times on my preview episodes, folks know that I hate doing win-loss, so I do percentages. Like we got an 80% chance to win or 60%, 50%. So Richmond, I already, I'm, I'm from Coach Wells. I always respect my opponent. So I go 90. The highs I'm going to go is 90%. There's always that 10% chance that disaster strikes. So I see that as a 90% chance of winning versus Richmond. I'm pretty sure you guys got us winning that game as well. Yeah, I like that. I don't think uh, I don't think we'll have a, another blunder with Richmond. 12-30 game. Hopefully we get a good crowd, of course. Um what what uh, uh, you know? You guys follow our fan bases. Where um, what time slot do you feel like is the best for home games for UVA football? In your opinion, because you Man, travel that, from out of town too, BJ. So being yeah, somebody I who mean, travel from out of town, that six p.m. Saturday night game is is pretty beautiful at Scott. I think it's more about the environment, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily the the electricity in the stadium, but the scenery around too. I think people really buy into that. Um, and that six o'clock kickoff sun's just going down over the trees behind the North end zone. You know, I think that's a, a prime spot for us. How about you, Jake? Yeah, I couldn't, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I graduated from UVA last spring. So, you know, I kind of have a student's perspective at the same time and of more recent and like the night games, even like a Friday night game. Like I feel like the night games students are more, more in tune to go to the, the actual game, you know? When I was in college, like the best, the best atmospheres were Friday, even Friday nights, like Saturday night games. People kind of all go to the tailgates beforehand. They're in the parking lots, and then you know it's just a big crowd. Nobody kind of is going out as much on a Saturday night as they are on a Thursday or a Friday. I feel like more students are, are uh, not. I don't know what the word is, but they're more likely to go to a Saturday night, like a seven or a six o'clock game, as as um, you know the other guy was saying, but. Uh, the, I don't think the twelve thirty games are going to kind of draw those crowds as, as much as the night games are, but uh, I would agree that the the six o'clock, seven o'clock on Saturdays is, is the prime spot, which I think we have a lot of the uh, that this year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the people and the listeners, if you want to request up, just hit that request button at the bottom left of your phone. You could come up here and um, you could add your input on anything that we're discussing, or if you have a storyline or some concern or something that you just want me to break down here live on Twitter Spaces. Just go ahead and do that, man. Don't be bashful. I'm all for the fourth side joining the the show. Um, also, you can join the community that's in the Who Vision, and you can just use the chat as well. So next, the Who's on September 10th. They travel to Illinois. A, a big road test. Um, you're still breaking in a new offensive line. It's still a new offensive scheme. We know it's a new defensive scheme. Um also, that I didn't get into, and we could talk about Coach Rudd and him a little later, but uh, for the folks who don't know, don't be alarmed. He uses five defensive backs as well, but he went more into depth of his his thinking process. It's a little di- different than Bronco and stuff, so I'll get into that a little later, and especially what Coach Kitchens was saying as far as offensively as well. But what do you guys feel versus Illinois? I think this is like a – I give us a 70% chance to win this game. Y'all on mute. What you got? Yeah, I mean, again, I'm I'm in. I, I can't imagine that Illinois got much better than last year. I think we handled them very easily last year. And I think it'll kind of be maybe not a 30-point win, but I think it'll be a very similar story as last season. 
where kind of, you know, the offense is just better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be the difference in this game. Okay. How about you, BJ? Anything? No, I mean, well said. I think we talked that one to death a little bit in the beginning. I like 70%. Um, I think a lot of it will hinge on how we come out against Richmond. I think if Richmond is in any way, shape, or form a close game, it could put some doubt. But mm-hmm. I don't think we, I don't think we, I don't think we struggle with Richmond and don't come out hard against Illinois. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think we crush Richmond and don't come out hard against Illinois. So I like 70, 75 percent. Yeah. All right. And then we play Old Dominion September 17th, 2 p.m. here at the Scott. I give us another 90 percent chance. Um, win or lose coming from Illinois. I just think he's going to have them refocus of coming back home and want to protect home. I always feel like I always feel super confident when we play at home. So that's a 90 percent, you know, chance for me. Yeah, Ricky Ronnie, I'm down here in Norfolk for those that don't know. So uh, Ricky Ronnie is generating a lot of buzz uh, with ODU. He's getting a lot of of local recruits, a lot of talent um, from the two and three stars. I think they could come up with fi- uh, come up firing uh, just like they did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anytime you get an in-state school that gets to travel to UVA or to Virginia Tech or to, I mean, we saw them take care of Tech at home um, down here in Norfolk. They're going to come out just like they did, uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's just too much. Yeah, I agree. And then we travel to Syracuse, and this is a key right here. This is a Friday night game. So it's going to be a shorter week, and you got to travel. Um, and we're going against a guy who was the architect of some record-breaking offenses here in Coach and now, Coach Dr. Bob. And don't get lost in the sauce of Dr. Bob's offense. He still has one of the best running backs in the country playing for him. Hopefully he don't use him and just run the ball. I mean, just throw the ball. But – you know what? If he come out running the damn ball, I'm going to look at him a certain way. i tell you that much. Dr. Bob, you come out running the ball versus us, we're going to have an issue. I'm going to come talk to you, my man, from about five feet away because you're taller and bigger than me. If you out there and you running that back and you ain't run out running back since Jordan Ellis left, who had 1,000 yards in 2018, I'm going to have an issue with you in the carrier dome. 7 p.m., Friday night, under the lights. With that being said, I give us a 60% chance because Dr. Bob, as, as much as he do boneheaded stuff, man, he make it uncomfortable for offenses. And I, I'm just worried about that damn back. Like, what happens if he just say, I'm going to just give it to that back all the time, which goes against his, what I mean, yeah. But, yeah, that's what I got. For some reason, I'm just nervous with, with him because we know he ain't going to throw it to the offensive lineman against us. We know that ain't going to happen. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, this is the first game that gives me major concern. I think the Illinois game is a concern just for the environment, right? Mm-hmm. Big Ten football at a four o'clock time, uh, second game of the season, fresh off of a Richmond team on D two, but or the FCS now. Um, but the Syracuse game, man, weird things happen in the Carrier Dome on night games. Yes, they just there's just something about it. Um, if this was a noon game. Give me the who's all day. I'd go 99%. Mm. 7 o'clock in the Carrier Dome. Man. I think we get it. I think we get it, but I I wouldn't be surprised if we lost it either. I know Jake got us winning. Of course. I mean, so right now we're, we're two and a half, three-point favorites on the road, which is which is a good sign. 
some of those lines are already out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, again, you said it's a short week, but I don't really plan on a lot of our starters playing a whole lot in the second half of that ODU game. So maybe that's a little more rest for them. Uh, but you know, BJ's right. Like carrier dome at night on a Friday, like weird stuff happens, but I do have us, I do have us obviously winning that game. I'm not entirely worried, but that is my first kind of trap. Like we got to kind of buckle in and, and be ready for a, for kind of a, a close one in Syracuse. All right. I, I will say this. I think early key to the game is going to be winning the possessions. I think if Syracuse gets more possessions than we do, we lose. I agree with that. Then we come back home versus Duke. No, no, no. We're on the road versus Duke. I'm tripping. Yeah, we're on the road versus Duke. So we got two back-to-back away games. We go to Duke. No time is set yet. Um, usually when we play Duke, it's usually noon. Um, even when I play here, we always play Duke at noon. I think we may have one late game versus them. Duke don't look like they really got anything. Um, so I'm going to go 90% versus them. Is uh, Durant still there, the running back? Trying to think. I think he went. He's not there anymore? No, I'm looking it up. Okay. He's a good back. We handled him last year. That was a, one of the few offenses we shut down with Duke. And Cutcliffe not there no more, right? He ain't, he not the coach anymore. Nope. Yeah, I give us a win versus Duke. Salute to Duke, though, man. Even though one year everybody got food poisoning somehow back in the 90s. But uh, salute to y'all, Duke. I like y'all facilities. Y'all upgraded them real nice. So, 90% chance. For anybody who don't know, if I say 90%, that's like my 100%, but I'm from Coach Walsh's tree, so I always got to give that opponent that 10% respect. So, um, now if I say 90%, I'm super confident, but still nervous because that's, that's just how I was taught. It's not Rashawn Allen, is it? Nah, it was uh, Durant was the running back for Duke last year. I'm not seeing him on the roster. All right, so he's not there anymore. No so y'all got win versus Duke? Yeah, I'm not worried about Duke. All right. <laughs> All right, man. So this next home game will be October 8th versus Louisville versus a very dynamic quarterback that has gotten busy versus us, especially playing here the last time he was here. He looked like Lamar. I'm talking about Cunningham, not Randall. For some reason, people people real confident in Louisville. They got speed in the, at the receiver. They got some capable backs. Louisville kind of worried me a little bit, man, because of Malik. I'm going to go probably 55% right here. I don't hate that. I think also, you know, being at home is huge. Last year, you know, what were we? We were seven or eight feet away from losing. Granted, we were, you know, down by down by a couple scores, came back. But you're right. I mean, I think our quarterback's better. I think that's a huge part of it. It's kind of just, you know, under center who's better. I think our guy's better 95% of these games that we're going to play. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. But that is going to be a, a test. I think that's our first real test is Louisville at home. I think that kind of sets the stage for the second half of the season is if we if we win that game even – you know, close or even like by a lot. I think that that kind of tells us how that hard half of the schedule is going to be right after that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, they look, they owe us one. We had no business winning the game we won there last year. Um, if this game's at Louisville, I think it's an L. 
I think the environment, though, is going to be – I think it's going to be a true home field advantage. That's homecomings weekend, so it's probably going to be family weekend. Mm. You'll probably have the Pepsi Blue-White scrimmage for the basketball team going. Um, or is that too late in the season? No, that's that's October 8th. So you might you might have something going on there, but it's homecoming weekend, and there's just something about that weekend around Scott and Charlottesville. It's a different vibe, um, and I think that gives us the edge. I, I'll go 65. I, I think it's a win. Okay. And then we have a bye week after we play Louisville, and then we go to Georgia Tech, October 20th for a Thursday night game. Um, but folks that don't haven't been paying attention, we usually lose in Atlanta. I don't know what it is. I never won in Atlanta. Almost guaranteed. I don't remember the last time we won in Atlanta. But this got to be the year we break that curse of not winning in Atlanta because they lost their best player to Alabama. Their best player transferred portal up out of there to Alabama. Who would have thought that you could go to Georgia Tech and Alabama come say, we need you? That little running back was nice. But their quarterback, you know, he has a lot of ability. They got a lot of question marks. Um, I think UVA breaks that trend finally. They win at Georgia Tech on a Thursday night. I got us 85% because we playing in Atlanta. I would say 90 if it was at home. So when the schedule first came out, uh, I looked at this as a trap game. I actually think we lose this game. <sighs> um, Talk about it. I look at a, a rough Friday night game on a short week at Syracuse, then travel to Duke, which, look, the thing with the Duke games, we, they don't ever really give us problems, but if you watch that those games, they are very physical games mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, I keep, I, I'll never get the Quinn Blanding hit out of my head. But, um, <laughs> but I, the, you got that, and then you come home for a very emotionally high weekend against a very emotionally high Louisville team that's trying to get one back on us, and then you got a sh- short week travel. It's a Thursday night game. And I just think, I think that that stretch, if we, if we went, if we maybe had, say, if we had Illinois or ODU in there between the Syracuse game and the Louisville game, I, I would feel a little bit better. But this, this has trap game written all over it for me. Okay. Trap game. What you got, Jake? Anybody else that want to be a speaker, just hit the request button the bottom left of your phone and you could jump right up on the stage and your voice could be heard. Go ahead, Jake. I'm at seven and zero through Georgia Tech. I'm not worried about them at all, to be honest. All right. I think I, I'm much more worried about Syracuse on the road than I am Georgia Tech on the road. And Georgia yeah. Tech, and Georgia Tech did get one first place vote in the parentheses. Right. The but I, I, I just I, I don't know. I mean, we were begging, we begged to lose that game last year. We like very much tried to give it away. I don't know. I think we're just going to be better. They're going to be worse. So I have a seven and zero through week seven. So Georgia Tech got a first place vote. We got a third. We got three first places. Oh, no, that's Tech. Sorry. Why well, did I confuse that? We got six. North Carolina got 18. Pitt got 38. And then Miami got 98. Um, we were picked to finish fourth in the Coastal. Yep. So, that's my I saw. I was going back last last couple nights or a couple nights ago looking at last year's media poll. Mm-hmm. And Pitt was finished, uh, picked to finish fourth in the Coastal. But that was pretty funny. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Somebody catching on to something. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, maybe history will repeat itself. <laughs> Next up, we got Miami at home. No time yet. The Hurricanes are picked to win the division. 
They got the darling quarterback. <sighs> I just don't get how they. I'm gonna talk about this. I'm gonna rant about this later. These top quarterbacks in the in the conference. So I want to stay, Petty Hawk. You got to stay on the porch <laughs> right now. So we playing Miami. They're gonna be favored probably because they're everybody's darling this year. The U is back. We got people to understand the tradition of a university. They're there and blah 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 blah. We got away with you know we had Angels in the outfield and we won that game. That was another game that was like ah how we win that, but we won it. After that game, that quarterback that they got, that I ain't gonna say his name just yet, went on a tear. But I got the who's winning at home. Uh, not winning, but that's a 50-50 game for me. It might be more 45% too right now because I ain't seen how we operate up front. This might be the first game under 50%. It's a 50-50 game for me. Yeah, 50-50. Yeah, so that one's actually family weekend. So that'll be the weekend they'll have the Pepsi Blue-White scrimmage as well. Uh, I think that's like... The last time we played Miami, uh, that was, they did family weekend that weekend as well. Um, I, to me, this comes down to who do you like better in the first year, Mario Cristobal or Tony Elliott? Mm. Um, and I'm not, I'm not all in on Mario Cristobal. I'm not even really like 50% in. I don't understand how he got the job other than it being where he went. But, yeah, I like us in that game too. Yep. Um, I mean, this is going to be a one-loss Miami team against a undefeated UVA team. I honestly think the biggest thing is the line here. This is the the offensive line's like time mm-hmm. to show out. Miami's going to have some big boys coming after Armstrong. Like if he, if they can protect him, I think that this is our game. If they can't protect him, I think that Miami wins like by three scores. Like this is like the the offensive line is going to have to play their their absolute hearts out to win this game. But if they can and they can protect our boy. I think that this is this is a UVA win. Definitely, man. I, 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 I like that energy right there. I like that energy. Then we got the Smurfettes come to Virginia. If people don't know, man, oldest rivalry in the South. So, you know, I ain't disrespecting UNC, but that's just the energy I be on. Um, we got the Powder Blue Boys coming to the sky. UNC, November 5th. New quarterback. I got 70% that we beat them. My, maybe it's just my rival bias, but 70%. I can get down with that. I like that. I like that a lot. That, that Last year was the game that I really wanted was this game. Uh, you know, the defense, was that was probably their worst game. So I think this is more of a, a, a revenge game than most games that we're going to have this season. I like UVA in a close one at home. Uh, I mean, we own UNC, right? Like four of the last five. I think this, you know, the trend keeps going. We beat them at home. And shout out to Noah Taylor. For real. Shout That's out to Noah fun. Taylor. I need my. I need some Jordans when you come here, Noah, or you That's can't play. Fun. If you don't bring me no shoes, you can't play. Not letting <laughs> you on the field, okay? <laughs> <laughs> And then next up, we got Pitt at home. Now, Pitt, I know they lost Whopper Jr. hands, Kenny Pickett. I know they lost one of the best receivers <laughs> in the country. So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about his hands little. Man, y'all don't shut up. They got gloves for that. 
<laughs> um, I know they lost Addison too to USC, and people like to say to the NIL. Um, but yeah, probably did. Um, Pitt defense though, my God. When I tell you, they always seem like they got somebody that can hunt. Pitt defense is good. Offensively, I don't know what they're going to bring to the table. I really don't. I really don't. You know, because the two people that made that offense truly go. Now, they got they got a back that I like, but the two people that truly made that offense go, they're gone. Defensively, their defense can hunt. They can play the run and the pass. I know we scored against them with ease when we had to last year. Um. This gonna be a this gonna be a real physical physical game, and believe it or not, just because to me college football and I and I'm I'm rambling because I'm I just don't want to disrespect them. If you don't have established quarterback, I really don't worry about you. That's just how I approach it in college because a quarterback can dominate games. And you could be subpar everywhere else. And t- like I don't know who their quarterback is. I don't got a lot of history on him. I ain't seen him playing no games like that. I ain't worrying about them like that. I'm worried so they about got, they got Keaton Slovis from USC. Yeah, I ain't worried about them. Miami don't worry about them because they quarterback. Louisville don't worry about them because they quarterback. Syracuse don't worry about them because Doctor Bob and they run it back and they quarterback all right too. Pitt, I don't know your quarterback. So respectfully. I got a 75%. The defense is nice, though. But I don't know you, quarterback, and I ain't disrespecting you. But this is college football. If your quarterback ain't like that, like anybody that play us, no. You going against one of the best in the country. Damn it, you better pack your lunch because five over here. I don't know your quarterback. This was Kenny Pickett. I'd be like, uh-oh, I don't know you. So that's that's what I got. I mean, Jake Scott, this is a win. We're twelve and no national champions, right? Yeah. So it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually a pretty big Keaton Slovis fan. I watched him some some at uh, USC last year. And I thought he was actually pretty good. Um, my whole thing is, I just again, I'm with you, Ahmad. Where he's not our guy. Like he, like he is not Brendan Armstrong. Uh, most of these teams we're going to play are not or don't have a Brendan Armstrong. Uh, I think Keaton Slovis is like an above average quarterback, and he'll be able to play, but. I think that I would rather outscore teams than have to have to you know out def- defend teams. I think that's going to be the game in Pitt. I think Pitt's going to probably score, you know, in between twenty four and thirty points, and I think we're going to score in, in between thirty to forty points. Mm. I think we win this game by ten, but it's it's not a it's not a quarterback duel. I think that our team is just offensively better, and that's what it comes down to in this game. Hold up, hold up, hold up! Before we say anything else, we got a legendary dude in the building. My guy, OG, who is here. The Hill Podcast. What's good with you, brother? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, you good. I'm about to say, I don't know if you can hear me or not. I ain't got my headphones. I'm out here at the beach. No, you good. What's up, family? What's up, y'all? It's, it's the season. It's go time now. Huh? You know I mean? Expectations. <laughs> yeah, crank that all the way up. You know what I'm How you been, man? The family been good? Oh, yeah. They down there in the hot tub right now. I don't know why it's hot as hell out here. Right. Are you are you live from vacation right now, OG? Yes, sir. <laughs> Love it. It's a recorded space, so we're going to sh- <laughs> I follow OG strictly for the food pictures. For the foodie. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm about to speak up on the grill right now. Yeah, but everybody ready for camp though, ain't it? Yeah, man. We got yes, we got two more games we're gonna get through. You could you could provide your input on these last two. We got Coastal Carolina actually on my wife's birthday, November nineteenth. Um Coastal Carolina got a good quarterback. I know they lost their tight end. I know they lost some weapons. Um I like how they played last year. Um again, college football, quarterback driven league. Like I know they say it about the NFL, but but to me is even more prevalent in college just because of the schemes and things and how more mobile quarterbacks are in college. And with Coastal, a lot of people need to realize that this is this is a good football team. Um just because they quarterback, 70% chance. 70% probability that we win for the people who don't know. What y'all fellas got? Uh, I'm, I'm, so here's how I view this game. I view this as the one loss we have this season. I think that, and I kind of hope we lose, to be honest. I know that sounds weird. Mm-hmm. I think I'm coming off big wins against Miami, UNC, and Pitt. I think that, you know... Uh, what are we ten and zero through that? Kind of riding, riding a little high. Favorites in the coastal. We're number one in the division. The whole thing. I think a coastal loss, which affects us zero. Mm. Same same sort of deal as losing to Notre Dame last year. Mm-hmm. Where you know it'd be a nice win, but it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. I think this loss kind of kicks our ass a little bit, gets us ready for Virginia Tech, and then it kind of motivates us to kind of keep going, finish the job, win the coastal, and go on to bigger and better things. But this is my one loss of the year. I think coastals. Sneaky, very good. Grayson McCall is very, very good. I think this is our one loss. All right. Who want to go next? What up, love? What's good with you? Hey, look. Hey, what, hey what's uh, Coastal Carolina? What's their what's they little mascot? Chanticleers. 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 Hey, look. Y'all seen that movie Rock-A-Doodle-Doo? That's Dude, the thank you. That's the only Chanticleer I'm going to ever respect. That's the- <laughs> Next up, <laughs> yo, something wrong with you, man. Dub, <laughs> what you got, BJ? I got to win there. All right, and and love the who's. What's good with you, man? Welcome to the stage. Um, did you want to provide any input for this game, or are you just trying to wait till we get to Virginia Tech, and that's why you requested that because you want to talk bad about Tech, don't you? I know you do. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry, I had the mic off. My bad. Uh, well, first of all, I mean, I'll let you go through Virginia Tech, but I got a question for you guys. I'm sitting here listening to all these W's, and uh, I, I, maybe it's just the 40-year-old UVA fan in me, and I'm thinking, we ain't have a one ten one season. I'm trying – I need you to convince me to get on your level because that's where I want to be. I'm excited about the season, new coaching staff. But just like the Duke game y'all were talking about, you know how many times I've been down to Duke to see us in person and we had the team that should have whacked them and we came back with the L. What what is it about the team? And I'm being serious. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to throw shade at you guys or anything. Just convince me with the I see question marks. Convince me why you guys are so positive in the percentages of why you think we're gonna win these games. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, go ahead, Jake. Jake gonna leave the charge. Number five, baby. That's <laughs> I all get I got. That. Number I five, that. I I trust him wholeheartedly. To be honest, I haven't really trusted somebody like this in a long time. Uh, I think that I mean this is his. I think he's going to be in control of every game we play, and I don't see us really letting us. I don't see him letting us down ever. 
But you know we got you know we got five guys in front of him and three of them are gone. And we got some and I hey I got all the confidence of Coach Tujay. Shout out to Coach Tujay. As do I, yep. I got all the confidence, but it may take a while for them to gel. So, you know, just like the Illinois game, the Duke game, you know, I'm 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 not saying we struggle, but we got a new coaching staff. They haven't really coached together. So I'm I'm kinda I'm a little more skeptical than you guys. I don't want to be there. I want. I hope we finish with 11 win season. Obviously, I'm a big Who fan. I want that to happen. But so, I'm hearing all these W's. I'm like, wow. So, in regards to the offensive line, I say it like this: I feel way more comfortable with the guys that are in the room as opposed to everybody sitting here categorizing and saying, you know, what I'm saying we lost the whole offensive line. But I mean, when you look at it, shit, we was like 97th in. You know, what I'm saying pressures on the quarterback and all this other type of shit and then at the same in the same exact breath i can say this all the linemen that are there minus the transfer they've been there they've been on the college regiment they've been on the nutrition system so if you telling me that you know what i'm saying we can't hold a block for two three seconds to give my man time to drop back on the three-step drop and deliver the pass if it's a run play, you know it's a run play. The defense don't know if it's a run play. You fire off the ball and bust them in the mouth. If we can't do that, then we need to go back to the scrabble board all the way around. So right. The, the linemen that are here, they've been here. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. I felt more. The more, more I looked at it, I felt more confident because you know what I'm saying. Logan Taylor been in the system. He been at college. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like we depend on four, five freshmen to come in and blunt the force of it. They just don't have the game experience. They've been and that's what I was going to say. Like, it, go ahead. we whacked at practice for two years. Jameer been firing off on their ass. As soon as Aaron got back from over here, he was getting in shape on their ass. So if you ain't ready now, you know what I'm saying, now is your time to shine, Pop. So if you ain't ready to shine, then that, that are, all the tall tale signs won't be there. And then think about six years ago, when 2J inherited an offensive line and we making tight ends, tackles, and tackles, guards, and nose tackle centers and shit. If he can do that, and this time, this go around and start off, you got your boys there that you went out and sought out, you've been sitting down eating with, going to get Bam's barbecue, this and that. Yeah, we got to see how that thing shake out. But I don't think it's going to be as bad as a lot of people are saying it. You know what I mean? And then here's the last little bit of confidence that I got for you. A lot of games over the last six years, we coached to not lose. With the champion and a buck, with forces don't stop, they keep going. It's all throttle. The, the discipline is going to be there. The discipline and tackling is going to be there. And I wish you would with one of the military coaches fly around with no sense and whip five yards behind the field. You'll be watching with the rest of us. I hope you're right. I really, I, I'm, I'm on board, man. I really do. I, I, but I've said that about a lot of the staffs in the past too. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm fine with Coach Two J. I'm on board. That's my dude. I just, I don't know, man. It's just, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. That's where I'll put it. So I put, I'm cautiously optimistic. That's and look, I said this a little earlier too. Like that Illinois game against the Big Ten, like big guys, like that's a very telling game, right? If they come out and they walk all over us, I'm worried. But if we can go out and we can handle it against those guys. I'm not I, like that makes me feel really good for the rest of the year. Like that week two game early, not having played together a whole lot, like that's going to be very telling. And if we can hold our own there, like I think we're fine. Well, I didn't mean to break it up, my mom. No, go ahead with the synopsis. I'm glad you with your synopsis. I want to hear the synopsis of the hockey because if you say that's a W, I'm gonna get hype. <laughs> nah, I never. I can't say that. I'm gonna say fifty fifty right now because I hear you. The damn hokies, and we down there. 
I'm a realist. Like, I can't be some like Petty Hawk when it come out and said ninety percent, but I'm like, yo, sit down somewhere. Um, yeah, with, with the Hokies down there, Lane, they got a new coach as well. Um, it's just the mystique of down there, Lane Stadium. We got to get over that hump. It's like a curse right now. So that's a fifty-fifty game. I ain't gonna say they favorite. The hell, Mm-mm. no sir. But man, it, it'll feel great to to definitely win down there finally for the first time since nineteen ninety-eight. Um, that's all I got, man. You can't. I can't talk too much trash to them because we going down there. Oh boy, that that one game we talking about the one game. That's, that's the one. So, fellas, tell me, tell me about the defense. Why you think? Why you're optimistic about these guys? I know oh, the I'm glad you asked that, boy. Hey, y'all, go ahead and finish the Virginia Tech, <laughs> and we're gonna start with the defense and Coach Rude, Rude boy. So, y'all, go ahead and finish y'all predictions because that's a great segue. Because I wanted to talk about the defense next. Yeah, I'm glad love is up. Here. Hey, in regards to Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech. Hey, man, put on their neck. Should be forward. We should be four and zero right now. Simple as that. We can go back to when we a couple times ago when we was in Blacksburg and we couldn't recover that fumble in the end zone. Mm. Coaching the game to lose. Coaching to not lose. Last year, coaching to not lose. Instead, instead of attacking, instead of attacking with the you know what I'm saying number seven high powered offense, we just wanted to stay in the game. Dog. Let's just be here. Uh, uh-uh. that's what that, yes. that's why I'm depending on that. It a little different. No, you you know what it takes. You prepare like a champion every single day, more than that game. So when we get to that game, we're gonna know exactly what's up. Yep, eleven and one. Yeah, wow, coastal champ. Hey, yo, we ain't never won eleven games here either. <laughs> eleven so and one. I don't want Jake chance. to be wrong. It's a first. Let the record reflect. Ball Hawk is happy and want to piggyback off what Jake is saying for sure. Listen, it's Thanksgiving weekend. We're, we're geared up to play Virginia Tech. We're ten and one. And you just think back to this space we did where that kid Jake was like, hey, 11 and one coastal champs. And you're like, damn, he's really about to be right. I'm, mm. I'm telling you, four months from now, five months from now, Don't I'll be worry. an oracle. It's a recorded hey, space. It's a podcast episode. There's you one thing you there. can guarantee with an Ahmad Hawkins with a ball hawk podcast, whether it's because he was right or wrong, he will pull receipts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pessimist in me or the realist in me look, thinks back to that game where we honor Bruce Smith at halftime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke. I think the listen, I think the the smart money would be that at lane we're gonna we're gonna take an L there. But I wanna come at it from a different perspective. There is not a person on this planet that wants to win that game this year more than Tony Elliott. Tony Elliott took this job because he said it was the right one for him and he believes he's the man to take UVA to the next step. And what better way to change the mantra to change the attitude surrounding this program than to go into lane and set the tone for his entire tenure at UVA by stepping on their neck. I, I think there's, I don't think there's a person in Charlottesville. I don't think there's a person in the UVA fan base on that roster that wants that win more than Elliot because of what it would mean and how it would propel him moving forward and his credibility with the fan base Mm -hmm. and and just the solidification that all right we got our guy after all the hoopla i mean the coaching hire for what it was was kind of a disaster only because personally i believe too many outlets were trying to report it and break it before anybody else and we got ahead of ourselves a little bit but 
you know, we had questions, you know, he was, was he really considering Duke over us? What does Duke have that we don't, you know, all that stuff. I think he wants this one. I think he's got this one circled and I think it's going to be a statement game for him. All right. With that being said, that, that's, so, so my, so yeah. my total prediction, your total prediction. As far as wins and losses. Yeah. After, after your synopsis, what, was it was uh, it was nine and three, I believe. I Ten and two. Yeah, the only people I had as toss up games was Miami. Was the only I think I had Miami like maybe a little bit of a favorite or fifty fifty. Um, and then I was concerned about Louisville. Mm-hmm. But other than that. Cause I don't do wins and losses. Like, I ain't gonna say we're gonna lose somebody. That's just not me. right. I was just saying with your percentages, <laughs> what does that add up to be? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, my you, my percent is like eight or nine wins. Yeah, yeah. So just a couple scheduling notes. Uh, Lake Tahoe, who in the chat uh, with the drama, Matt Brown has never won in Facts. in Charlottesville. Uh, Lake Tahoe, who another great um, another great follow. Uh, if you don't want to hop on and speak. Uh, there is a new chat feature in the spaces. You can put your comments, put your thoughts and concerns in there as well, and we'll get to them as well. Definitely. We transition into defense now, Ballhawk? Yeah, man, for Rude Boy down there. I call him Coach Rude Boy. Uh, yo, if he don't look like Bronco, it's scary. You see him from afar. Now nah, I'm joking with y'all. Look, people, people don't want that joke. All right, I ain't going to do that. Um, so... Crickets. Yeah, see, y'all ain't y'all ain't work. y'all y'all bad man. Y'all mean crickets. <laughs> hey, yo, y'all mean man. Why y'all be doing that to the guy? So look, man, Coach Rude Boy is first of all, everybody. I know we ran the three three five. Y'all was mad about five defensive backs. He uses five defensive backs. I ain't saying he run a three three five, but he uses five defensive backs. But it don't have to be a corner. It don't have to be a safety. It's gonna be somebody who could do everything. So don't think we got to start three safeties or it got to be an extra corner. He putting the so he is really putting the best 11 out there. I know y'all heard that before. And he said it when he said, I said, Oh damn, don't say that. Cause they're going to thank you Bronco. But with him, and so, so talking to coach coach rude and I think it's rude, but I call him rude. Cause it's just rude boy. Um, talking with him and, and listen to, how he sees the game and then talking to um who did I talk to? Oh, Coach Cox. Pause. Coach Karoon, man, talking to him a lot, man. He really made me believe that he's gonna have these DBs right, man. I got a long um interview with him via video that I'm gonna share that he broke down the intricacies of a defensive back that people need to hear as far as like training your eyes appropriately, right? And he made the comparison uh, like what it means to truly have tunnel vision. Like a lot of times with DBs, you try to read too many things. And he teaches a DB to read the one most important thing first, how to really slow the game down. Because majority of the time, DBs have bad eyes. And we saw that the last two years here. I know tackling was everybody's forte, but if you look at a lot of the games, our eyes were bad. Case in point, even with Nick Grant and – um, Joey Blunt supposed to get that that sack on Pickett. Nick Grant had bad eyes because he peaked too early. He assumed too early. But if you train yourself right, you get to a certain point with a defense uh, with the receiver, and which allows you to now look back because you control that upfield shoulder, that hip. But his bad eyes made him look back too soon. But 
defensively, I feel like we still get pressure on the quarterback. But the thing about it is they understand how important tackling is. They rep tackling. The fact that we want to run the football helps with the repping of tackling. The one thing we missed the most once COVID hit was tackling in practice. I could share that now because watching practice film, they didn't tackle a lot. Our offense was throwing the ball around, and the folks who play football know a lot of times when you're passing these passing drills, you can't really hit nobody. That's Anthony Poindexter or Wally Rayner there, and they hit you anyway. But you really can't hit nobody. It's what you call a tap them off. You run up, and you shuffle, shuffle, shuffle like you about to tackle, and you tap their hips off. That's bad habits to me. Coach Wilson would be like, Christ, thud them. Because thudding will get you in striking distance. Thud them. And that's what they do here. They thud here. They hit. Like, man up. You're going to get hit. And that's what I've been liking from the staff, just how they talk, their approach to the game, understanding that we was trash can juice on defense the past couple of years too. I mean, they watch the film. So that's why I'm confident in the defense. I don't want to keep rambling. Hey, Ma, can I stop you for a second? Yep. I just want to make sure you're. I'm hearing what you're saying, right? Are you telling me that that COVID year we didn't really practice tackling all that much? No. And I get what they're trying to do, but don't they realize they ha- didn't they realize they had to tackle during the game? I about to say I heard we ain't we ain't even, we won't doing tackle drills, but it's true. <laughs> I mean, when when you when the bodies got thin, they they wanted to try to preserve health to make it to the games, and it showed. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it showed. Uh, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. What do you What do you think went wrong last year against Pittsburgh, and how do you think we could fix that again for this year? Obviously, Pittsburgh's not going to be as good. Yeah. But. So here's the thing with Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm glad you asked that question because of course, I had to talk of course. to Coach Cox about that as far as the defensive backs, and then talking to guys that played last year. A lot of times we were putting our DBs in unfavorable matchups. Like, you're taking a guy like Cohen King, who's a box safety that can bite your face off, come down and hit, and you're asking him to match up on their best receiver, which is not fair to him. It's not a knock on him. As an offensive coordinator, that's like Wicks going up against the third or fourth best cover guy. We want that matchup, right? So you basically got them playing zero coverage, and it's trips. Anytime it's trips, you usually don't play zero coverage. Like, you got to get out of that because it, it's going to beat you. And that we kept getting those predicaments. The Virginia Tech game, we got in that predicament on that post that they scored. They shouldn't have scored on that post. There's a lot of plays that teams scored on us that I, I'm like, that is just, you can't do that to the, like, scheme-wise, who was beat before the ball snap. Now it's times why DBs just got beat, period. But it's times where the scheme just is with a detriment. The pit game was one of the games that they kept going trips or we would, we would blitz and guys would have bad eyes and their feet would stop and the, the rush wouldn't get there or he would avoid the rush. Like, you got to do your job regardless of what's coming down the pipe as a defensive back. Like, if you know the blitz is coming, you got to play the route. You can't assume nothing and try to cheat. And I think a lot of times we got caught cheating or we didn't finish because the last catch – that um, Braddon, you know, basically could have intercepted and, and Addison just took it. Yeah, what do you think we're doing this year to fix that? 
this year the foundation is is being retaught to these young men. Like basically, the confidence had to be instilled back into them that yo, you can consistently be a good football player as far as covering. Like you got to get rid of the outside noise. And again, defensive bass coach Coach Cox just listening to him and have a conversation with him. Just how he teaches the position um, was music to my ears because it's showing me that he's eliminating a lot of the outside noise for them. Like they didn't know what the key in for a lot of folks that don't know the game of football has changed as far as your reads as a defensive back. When I was, when I was playing, you looked at the tackle, the tackle popped straight up. It was a pass. Now with the inside zone, they could come to the field two yards and it still be a pass play. So your reads is a little different now. You essentially got to play the, you got to play the receiver. Now you got to allow the run support guys in the box to attack the ball, you got to do your job. And a lot of times I saw our guys looking into the the noise versus focusing on that tunnel, which is the receiver. And they're doing that now. Awesome. Again. Awesome. Yeah. And I just want to thank you guys, all you guys. You guys are a loser team. And I appreciate you cashing my nine to one pit ticket last year. Thank you. Yeah, brother. I appreciate you for being a troll, man. Thank you very much. You are appreciated. So, my real quick. So, from in talking to Coach Cox, do you feel like that that is something his philosophy and how he's teaching is something we haven't had for a while, and it's actually going to be improved? Is that what I'm gathering? So initially, we we had it. I just think the last two years we got so caught up in scheme that the fundamentals really got lost, and the talent level was different too. I'm not, I ain't, I'm not dumb. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like. You had, like, draft pick DBs at corner, if you think about it. So the, the level dropped, and when the level of ability drops, your fundamentals got to be there. Like, everybody, like, that's what separates guys who make it and don't make it. Like, everybody's athlete. Everybody could do run fast. Everybody could do this. But fundamentally, where are you at? That's what separates you. And you saw we were getting exposed because the fundamentals were bad. The measurables and the running and stuff, that's there. But you got to get back to the basics, and you got to rep it, rep it, rep it, rep it. And a lot of times we were repping things, but we were creating bad habits. We weren't repping them correctly because it was so much stuff we were trying to fix at once. Like you, you put a whole new defense in, now you're asking for a whole new set of eyes of what you're supposed to read and what your responsibility is back there. And it, it, it burned us, bro. Like, ain't no sugarcoating. It killed us. Um, uh, I want to talk a little bit about and get your opinion. Are we overlooking the strength that is the defensive line? Uh, now, that's a, that's a position that people got to realize, like, we, we got a lot of ability there. Like, Chico is good. Ben Smiley, look, shout out to our new strength coach. Shout out to what, what what's the thing gonna name again? What's our strength coach name? Coach Mo. Yeah, Coach Mo. Coach Mo. Shout out to you. He done changed the way these men are looking. These young men. They 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 look different. You know? It's amazing. With Carla, shout out to to, to Miss Carla. When she came here, first thing she said was, Oh, we gotta change the way we look as a football team because she just came from Georgia. Guess what Tony Elliott said when he first got here and saw our team? 
Y'all change the way we look as a football team. In other words, championship football don't look like this. You know what I'm saying? Coach Mo helping the way that they look. And Ben Smiley, yeah, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Ben Smiley. Um, but then you got Famui, who took the challenge from Coach Elliott and has responded. But I'm really a big fan of Chico, man. I'm really a big fan of Chico. I think Cam, Chico, Cam Butler. Yeah, Butler, um, Mike. But I'm a, I'm a, I don't know what it is about Chico, man. I think Chico could can can do some things, bro. I'm a fan of him, man. Um, but I think our defensive line with the juggernaut too, being stout versus the run. Um, with our linebackers, you got Hunter back there. Um, you got Nick Jackson. You got Jay Jackson. Like the back, like we got a stud middle backer. We got guys up front that could get it done. Their body type is different. The way that they strike. Um, you got Perry who can rush the quarterback as well. We got a lot of guys that people don't know about. And our defense was so bad the last two years. Ain't nobody going to listen to me right now. <laughs> they going to want to wait and see. Shout out Vanderbilt, baby. Shout out Vanderbilt. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody going to listen to me. If I say our defense is going to be good, they're going to be like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> like, would you listen to somebody that say our defense could be good? Hell no. How? In my Coach Welch voice. But I like our defense hey, a lot. I got something real quick before I go. Y'all seen them? Y'all seen them jerseys yesterday? What the blue jerseys? Hey, stop playing! <laughs> <laughs> hey, look! Stop playing with me! <laughs> hey, look! Whoever did it, I hope you. When you wake up in the morning, you gonna roll out of bed, and I hope you hit your pinky toe right oh, on fil- the filter guards. That's what I call them. The filter guard <laughs> took advantage of you, man. Had you thinking hey. it was black. Black jerseys. Boy, I was laughing. I was like, let me hey, tell look, my dog. I'm putting multiple. Hey, look, I'm putting multiple side by side. I'm like, hey, look, I know I ain't crazy. I know that's black. <laughs> like, I know black when I see it. That's black. I was like, like, hold nah, on. dog, that's Navy, dog. Because I just seen the helmet in person. That's how I was like, no, nah, it's a dark Navy. But they killing them with the filter right there. <laughs> hey, they, they funny. Hey man, yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and do a space when I get back. So, all right, bro, you be safe, man. Enjoy your time out there at the beach. You already know it's, it's the season, football season. So I'm right. gonna Okay. Yeah, we get more people requesting up. You want to request up? Go ahead and do that. Um, right now we're talking about the defense. We could definitely talk about the offense as well. If nobody else got any more questions about the defense, um, as far as the secondary, um. You know, Clary looked good this spring. I'm a big Jonas Sanker fan, probably because he locally here from from the government school. Um, Cypress at corner. We know AJ Gucci man is is a very good corner, very good corner. Um, I mean, it's a lot of guys that that can compete back there. Darius Bratton is back, of course. We talked about Corn King earlier. He's back there. Um, who was this safety? They had a stinger in the spring that was doing well. You think Mason Greenwood's attack is good under the sheets? Say it again. Do you think Mason Greenwood's attack is good under the sheets? I don't know what you mean. It was it was Aiden it was Aiden Ryan. Aiden Ryan, yeah, there you go, Aiden Ryan. Um, yeah, he. Oh, he I thought it was good. Mason Greenwood too. 
Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. I got to remove you, buddy. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, no disrespect. Um, so, yeah, man, let's transition to the offense. So, we, we briefly talked about the offensive line. Depth chart-wise, I'm, I'm eager to see who's starting where. You know, you got Justice, John, Logan, Noah, Jonathan. Um, the dude John Paul is a graduate. He's a grad. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out who they're going to have starting. So don't get me lying about the boys in the trenches. I don't, like, look, I'll let Ray, Ray Robinson talk about them at length. I'm going to stick to what I know, the dudes on the outside, where we got a lot of firepower. Can I talk, look, let me, let me, let me, Petty Hall got to say something. Who the hell voting the all ACC selections? Who? Damn it. I need to know. Who had a vote? And why the hell is Wicks not first team? All ACC out there being first team last year. What are we doing? Tom Brady rapes kids. He raised them. Man. What the hell is wrong with these dudes, bro? What is wrong with y'all? Like, get a life. Um, how do they not have him repeating as a first team all ACC, one of these first team all ACC last year? No, Mark, I'm not letting you in. I couldn't understand what you were saying. I think you're a troll. Sorry. Anybody else got an issue with that? You gonna mute yourself? There we go. Yeah, I mean, listen, I told, I said this earlier too. Like, you put us, you put our offense in an Ohio State helmet. These guys are on the Heisman watch list early. I think that there's a little bit of UVA disrespect going on, even with the guy, you know, Armstrong, Keaton Thompson's getting more love than I, I think um, than Dontavian probably is too. And I, I, I am, I am excited to to see everybody's tone kind of change from what's been going on right now. Because I, it's it's disgusting, honestly. Like the lack of respect that these guys are getting because their their helmet says V instead of O. You know, it's it's. I think it's gross. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Salute to Keaton, though. First team All Purpose. Salute Absolutely. to him, bro. Salute SVP. to him. Hell yeah. I, I I understand Downs being picked, but the other two Flowers Flowers didn't even have no um no quarterback last year. So then he won't, he don't have to have no quarterback this year also. <sighs> so I don't understand. It. But and here's the thing. Because people say, well, Wick's taking the hit because uh, we ain't got an offensive line or whatever. And I'm like, so Downs don't take a hit? His quarterback gone. Like, I was just trying to figure out, like, how do you demote Wicks to second team? I, I, it's, it's hard for me to understand that. Like, I can't wait. Like, when you see that dude on the field, like, yo, he is the best in this league. He ain't in the slot. He outside. I'm talking about outside receiver. Getting buckets. Nasty. I know he has some drives. Virginia Tech game, I get it. But to not be a first-team preseason all-ACC selection, and God dang it, now we got to talk about five. The disrespect for him is pissing me off. Yeah, are there really three quarterbacks in the ACC better than – are there three quarterbacks? Are, are there five quarterbacks in the country better than Brennan Armstrong? No. So they basically saying, in a nutshell, Brendan was a product of Dr. Bob. That's essentially what they saying. He a product of Dr. Bob. But then you look at Tony Elliott coming in, like he ain't been around another top flight 
quarterback. I ain't talking about DJ. I'm talking about the long hair sunshine kid before him. I'm just saying, man. I don't get it. I, I like, bro. Sometimes, man, like, cause I don't want to sound like a homer, but sometimes I gotta be like, yo, what the hell y'all be looking at? Y'all just elevated this kid from Miami over, like, everybody unanimously just over BA like it's nothing. And I ain't got nothing against the kid from Miami. He's good. He's good. Is he? He's good. Is he? Yeah. Oh, he good. Is he better than Tyler Van Dyke? Is he better than Phil Jerkovic? Is he better than – is he Is he that much better? I don't think so. No, no. It's, I didn't say he was better than B.A. I just I'm said saying, he was good. Like it's it's gross. Like, I feel like people don't watch these football games. They look at this, what's on the side of the helmet and they just you know kind of I point mean, their finger at the best page. To be honest it's, with you, he lit Pitt up. I don't know. I, I have, I've never seen it in that kid, to be honest. I don't know. I mean, he he he, he good. He, I ain't going to disrespect him. He can play, but he ain't five. That's what I'm saying. And then salute to BYU fans. Got a little love for y'all. <clears throat> they did a little ranking. B.A. ain't make it. They had BYU quarterback up there. And had a BYU fan say, well, B.A., our quarterback outplayed him head-to-head. And I was like, okay, y'all won the game. But head-to-head, your quarterback did not outplay B.A. B.A. had six total touchdowns he was responsible for. Two rushing, four throwing. Damn, then 100 yards rushing. All them damn passing yards. How? With a better quarterback rate. How did your quarterback outplay B.A. head-to-head? If you're looking at wins and losses, but individually, B.A. was a freaking magician that game. Yep. Like, who in their mama really thought to be what you quarterback outplayed B.A. that game? What are you looking at? I know he, he threw a pick, but God dang. He didn't even play all four quarters either. Come on, son. Like, we ain't doing that. I show people respect and love, but don't, don't be out here lying. That's a lie. He didn't outplay him individually. They won the game. They did, did that. But B.A., y'all basically saying, all you voters, <clears throat> and I've been listening, y'all. I've been in y'all spaces. I ain't never requested to come up because I knew Petty Hawk would come up there and we can't be disrespectful. <laughs> but ain't no way. And I can understand y'all saying the kid from Wake Forest because they won. I could, I could get that, bro. I can. I could get that one. I understand how that one worked right there. I, the NC State kid and, and the Miami kid, I can't see them. No. No. Especially the Miami one. I can't. I'm not putting them over B.A. Yeah. But they saying you're a product of Dr. Bob, B.A. Basically what they saying. And for all the folks, and let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room because they ain't got that much time. Elephant in the room. Let's go ahead and dispel this notion right now if y'all listen to me. I know y'all been hearing our offensive coaches say we're going to be balanced. All right? Make sure you turn your phones up and listen to what I'm saying, the words coming out of my mouth. Balance does not mean 50-50. Okay? I'm going to say this one more time for y'all. Balance does not mean 50-50 or that we're going to force to run. So if we run 90 plays, you got 45 and 45. Balance means the threat of a running game. Meaning if it's three minutes left and we got to make sure we choose something that clock up, we have the ability to run the football. When we get in the red zone, we can run the football. If it's third and short, we can run the football. That type of balance. If the floor of the game is we cooking on the ground, we're going to keep letting them eat. That's it. 
We were very unbalanced last year because all we wanted to do is throw the football and run with five. Five ain't going to be as much of a run. They said it. They telling them, ball, get down. Ball, Go ahead. Ball, I got a question about, like, talking about running the ball. I have, like, a two-part question about the offensive line for you. Okay. So, when I look at the roster, I see, like, four dudes who Elliot talked about who are going to play a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leach, Divine, Furnish, and I think the other one was, like, Charlie Patterson or someone, who are all between 270 and, like, 285, which for a power five offensive line is, like, it's pretty small. So do you think two part question? Do you think that's about like the previous staff scheme, mm-hmm. like having like offensive linemen who are kind of small like that and like weight wise? And do you think are you like do you think that's going to be an issue this year when you're trying to run the ball more? Um, it depends. Like if you coming down here, what we call Hisha Heisha power offense, it can be an issue. But if you are and Coach Elliott is known to like to run counters and then kitchen will run like outside zones and things of that nature, like the zone type scheme. So if it's a lot of movement, you want on your offensive linemen and you want them getting to the different spots, you can essentially get away with the lighter weight for right now. Um, so for what they want, I don't really look at weight as an issue, but you, I see what you're saying. You want guys with, with the bigger, the bigger bodies to be able to deliver that blow. Um, and also, too, I would say go back and look at the offensive lines that he had at Clemson, right, and what they worked with with that system. Obviously, we are small, but they're not – they weren't massively bigger than what we're dealing with right now. You've got to have that ability to, like you said, with the zones and with the counters, you've got to have that ability to have the speed to get outside and pull block and all that stuff. And, I mean, we're not going to be able to recruit the boys that can do it the size of the Bama guys. <laughs> yeah. but but I mean I'm just saying like you go back and you look at, at the success that they've had at Clemson and I know that they're pulling from a much deeper recruiting pool than we are yeah. but I, I just looking at what he's done on the recruiting trail there are there are plenty of players that he could on the offensive line he's recruited that he could get if he wanted and I think that I don't think we're I guess what I'm saying is I don't think we're going to get much bigger I think with the offense he likes to run you're not going to see us with mammoths on the offensive line yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. And, and you know, Coach Kitchen's having an opportunity to sit down with him because um, I asked him, and, I have, and I'm and i going to have to just make a YouTube video with the conversations I had with East Coast doing the roundtable. But listen to him talk, and I asked him about the balance, and he said, you know, he doesn't want people to think that he has a sheet of paper, and he like, he's like, oh, we passed the ball 10 times, only ran it three. We got to run it this many times. Like, he's going off the floor of the game, off the matchups, uh, but he wants to, he he wants people to understand that he doesn't have a preconceived notion, even though they've been saying balance. But he wants to people to know that they aren't going to be limited on offense. Like if you look at our offenses, we were limited as far as running the ball with our backs, as far as how we invested in running with the backs. We got backs who can run the damn ball. Like Mike Hollins can run the ball, but we didn't invest in that. And we got so many toys on the outside, you can't just fall in love with that. So as much as we are explosive and as much as it's fun to see B.A. throw for 400 yards damn near every game and throw all these touchdown passes, football is the ultimate team sport. It just depends on the floor of the game because the one big adjustment North Carolina did versus last year is how did they really beat us? Well, they kept their defense off the field. 
by running the ball. And when they ran and was successful, if their defense just get a stop here and there and then they take advantage of it by running the ball again, now you down some scores and the time has been cut in half. So it's all different, you know, facets of the game that you got to kind of pay attention to say, damn, they actually kept their trash can juice defense off the field because we were lighting them up. No disrespect to them, you know, but you UNC, uh, powder blue boys. You know, I got to get my shots in. Um, hey, Hawk. Yeah. Hey, um, to that lineman question, um, believe like three or four freshmen came in. The boy from Georgia, who think he was like three forty, mm-hmm. Bowley. He he came in, I think, reported in like three hundred. Um, and then Snoop, big Snoop, I think he like three twenty five. So I mean, they still they recruiting big guys that's already three hundred pounds, and that's not the recruiting um, schedule that they had before. No, so, that's true. That's yeah. true. And then as far as the running backs that we we do have, we got Amon Folston. Um, Mike Holland, look, man, Mike Holland's got a lot of ability. I don't know if y'all remember him taking kickoffs to the crib early in the year. Like, he explosive. Um, but it's just about him getting accustomed to running the football a lot. Like, he had to, you got to retrain yourself to get the ball again. I'm just being honest. Not a knock on Dr. Bobby just didn't get the ball. Like, when Jordan Ellis was here, thousand yards, and after Jordan Ellis, it was we just used Perk. We gave the ball to the Samoan Slashers to score a touchdown. You know, he had twelve touchdowns that next year. But then after that, it was ooh, we got a Ferrari at quarterbacks. Let's just keep running our quarterbacks. So now I'm running backs is like okay. So what's my what's my steps again on this run play? Because I ain't used to this. They had to retrain themselves. Ahmad, have you gotten to watch or, or you know hear anything about that Miami transfer? I think his name's Cody Brown, right? Mm-hmm. You got any information on him? I, I'm pretty excited about him, but I haven't really heard a whole lot. Yeah, I don't have a lot of information on him right yeah. now, unfortunately. I do have information, if you guys don't know, uh, a receiver who was having a hell of a spring. Uh, Malachi Fields will be missing fall camp with a foot injury. So... He won't be available. And then Twitty, another big body receiver we got, a freshman, um, is out with a knee. You know, I'm definitely excited about his future here. Um, he could be nice. Nice. Hawk, yeah. I apologize if we talked about this, but we're getting some traction in the chats. Have we addressed Aiden Ryan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about Aiden Ryan. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aiden, Aiden, hey, hey. Aiden remind me of Adrian Burnham back there, guy I played with. Aiden will put his face in the fan and he'll cover. I like I like Aiden, man. That's who I was talking about that had the stinger. Um, yeah, I like Aiden. I think he can definitely do some things for us. And, and what they want for our safeties or that fifth DB to be able to do. And, and the thing about it, depending on the call, you won't see the same guy in that role too. So it's not like when that guy comes in, he's playing that that role. Like it just depends on the call, who's in the slot. So it's a lot of moving parts with this defense as well that – I think you guys are going to be interested to see. And, and if you don't know how Coach um, is as a defensive coordinator, let's check him out at Air Force, man. He got people attacking. You know, people like it's a four-man front that's showing. I know everybody hated the three-man front that was here last year. Um, and the guys get out to the football. You got a lot of helmets to the football, taking proper angles, doing their job, and striking when they get close to the ball carrier. And, and they preach that. 
And I will say this again. The fact that this offense is taking pride in running the football will help us in being able to tackle a ball carrier because you got a thud more. That's it. Uh, Another question from the chat. Uh, How is Nathaniel Beal? Fast as hell. (laughs) 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 When I tell you he can pick him up and put him down, Nathaniel Beal, fast as hell. Shout out to my man, the Arab there, Lavelle Davis. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something, man. When you see that kid in person, you just be like, yo, he a receiver? I like our tight ends, too. I want to put out that there. I like our tight ends. Um, they're involved in the offense. We'll run some two tight end sets as well. Um, so for all you old school Virginia fans with the Heath Millers and the Billy Babers and, and all those guys, the Jakes, um, I mean, we saw the avatar we had in Jelani. They ain't Jelani. Ain't too many people on earth ever going to be with Jelani was as a tight end. That freak. But the tight end position will be utilized here. It's a lot of different looks that allow, allows us to play power football, a lot of deceptions with the personnel groupings that we have. And um, offensively, I like what we want. I like what, what they're trying to do. I really do like what they're trying to do. You'll see B.A. under center a lot, too. He's not going to be always in shotgun. You'll see him under center a lot. So that, that adds to getting him out in space if we run in those zones and those counters. And now you got the play action off of those. You get defensive flowing because – the ball disappears for them versus being in the gun. Even though you run inside zones, defense can see you. But when you turn your back and you put your, you do the Aaron Brooks fake and you keep the ball by your hip, man, you can have them safeties ready to go night-night back there because they don't know where the ball at. Bama who, good evening with you. What's going on? Yeah, Bama who, you quiet. What up, what up, what up? What up, though? All right, I've got two things to say. I hope. Raised my hand when you were talking about who were people voting for. So I listened to the David Hale and the um, can't think of her first name, but her last name is Adelson. Mm-hmm. They had a space earlier today. Okay. And um, they didn't vote for Wicks, and they talked about him. They voted for Zay. They didn't, they didn't have um, BA in their top five. Um, Disgusting. Re- it, 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 well, he, here's Adelson's reasoning, and it, Transcendent sort of went to everything, but she's talking about flowers and she said he was so good at media days. He was great. He's a great trash talker. His interview on trash talk was fun. I had to vote for him. So it's just hype. They're all they're all voting for hype. And um that makes me think I, I really think that Miami in twenty two is the UNC of twenty one. Mm. I love huge, that. I love that. Huge hype. Let's see what they can do. And then the last thing is, um, so who is our center, and what do you what do you see about him? Right now, I would say it would be um, Johnson. I could be wrong. I look. I'm. I never try to talk about that. That that grouping because I I wasn't somebody put his hand in the dirt. So. Um, just stay tuned from from my half. Hopefully, like Ray Roberts or somebody could come into Twitter space and kind of, if he had a chance to to watch a lot of film with them. Um, but I believe in Coach Two J. Coach uh, Elliot made a great point at his presser last Thursday. He said, "You know, we lost all our former linemen, but also remember that he developed all of those guys. So that's a huge plus. Like Coach Two J can develop guys." 
How healthy is Lavelle Davis looking and what realistic expectations can we have for him? Hmm. So Lavelle looks like a guy that has been out of football for a year. That makes sense. So the timing, um, being relaxed because you want to make that impress. Like it's a new coaching staff. You're just coming off a major knee injury. So sometimes he can look like he's pressing and he just wants to do a lot versus just being fluid and playing. All his ability is there. Um, he's put on weight. He's stronger. So physically, he's fine. Um, I think mentally it's just all about understanding that don't try to recreate what's already taking place. Just take the next step and let it happen organically because he was the big man on campus and he went down and now had a new guy like Wicks and Keaton flourish. And let's not forget, man, Billy Kemp is special in his own right. And he's going to be healthy in the fall, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Cause I think I saw him doing all the workouts. So that's one guy that's not being talked about a lot. I know we talk about Keaton and Wicks as the dynamic, one of the best duos in the country. And I'm like, we got a trio because Wicks, I mean, uh, Kemp is nice. And then you got four guys because Lavelle, you have five guys with Malachi, but Malachi had a foot injury. Starlin is fat. Like that receiver position, ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you, they got a lot of talent in that room. And like Coach Marcus Hagan said, everybody sits at the table and eat. Like everybody. It's all about making each other better, iron shopping iron. But to answer your question, Lavelle Davis looks like himself, man. I can't say his old self because he's stronger now. Physically, he's 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 different now. Um, so I I can't wait to see how Lavelle does on the field with Wicks on out there, and like if we go four wides and you got all four of them out there, that's gonna be crazy. Oh my god. See, if I'm the kitchens, man, I'm like, man, damn, I got all these toys. Like, how much am I really going to run the ball? I know I got to run the ball, but I got five, and then I got five of them out there and some tight ends. I can get the ball out quick if I can't can't block. We all could be a Tom Brady and throw some mess routes. Like, here, take it. Drew Brees, here, take it. That's another thing. Get the ball out now. Get the ball to your playmakers now. That can alleviate any concern you have at offensive line. Moving the pocket, moving the spot for the quarterbacks. That can alleviate any weakness you think you have in your offensive line. If you're just asking him to pat the ball from the same spot every time, that can do the guys up front a disservice if they aren't truly ready. But if you running zones, you running counters, you running boots, using deception, you're getting the ball out quick, you could tie down those defensive line if up front you don't feel you as, as that strong. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of ways you can compensate if that group isn't progressing the way you want to. But it's not like we asking this group to come out there and be power football guys. Um, and honestly, we don't know what they can really do because they was never asked to go forward that much. Respectfully. Uh, what I would love to see this year, too, is uh, Clemson runs a play. And it's uh, I, if I'm remembering correctly, this might be a little niche, but I would love to see this play with us this year. Is um, they snap the ball and all five linemen kind of stand still mm-hmm. for a sec, mm-hmm. and then uh, they run like a screen or something shallow to the left or the right, and all five linemen kind of run that direction and kind of block 
upfield together as a unit. And it's, it's when it's run correctly, it's like a 40 yard to the house kind of play for a guy like a Billy Kemp or a Keaton Thompson, where they can really get all five linemen like 20 yards downfield before they have any sort of trouble. And I would be curious because Clemson ran that a lot last year or two years ago with ETN and Lawrence, where they basically would block nobody throw the ball quick over to one of the sides and have everybody kind of follow suit upfield. And I, I mean, I'm not advocating for a lot of trick plays this year because we all know kind of how those go, but it would be kind of fun if they, if they carry over some Clemson offensive line plays into this season with Tony Elliott. Yeah. Hey, hey Ahmad. Yeah. So did camp actually start today? Mm-hmm. Was there no media availability? Cause I don't see anything. Nah, uh-uh. I think the first time we got, uh, let me check my email. I think it might be Wednesday. Let me see. I think it I think it might be Wednesday's the first day. Yeah, let me pull it up for you right quick. Yeah, Wednesday be the first day we could go out. Okay. All right. A uh, question from Steeler Who in the chat. Uh let me see. I forgot. I'm bad at this. Uh is Josh Rawlings healthy? Can he be a good tight end? And then a second question, any chance Lavelle Davis can become a Tyrone Davis type of tight end? Oh, look at that. Tyrone Davis. Can he become a Tyrone Davis type of what was the what was the last part? Uh so the first question came from Steeler who is Josh Rawlings healthy? Can he be a good tight end? And then we had another question pop in from R.U. Jones family. Any chance Lavelle Davis can become a Tyrone Davis type tight end? I don't know. So I don't know. That's a great question about Lavelle and the tight end aspect because I don't know as far as like his body. I don't know. That'd be one of the things that if he got to the next level and they say, hey, we want you to make that transition and they put him on that plan because he's just a leaner a leaner guy, but he could, you know, you never know what the future holds. Um, they'll probably move him more exclusively in the slot just because of the matchups and the windows he could hit in in between the hashes. And we started doing that when we started putting him more in the slot his freshman year, his first year. Um, but as far as the tight end, I don't know if Rollins, I didn't hear that he wasn't healthy and he can be good, but conceptually it's different than what we had previous years so um I think they use the tight ends well from what I saw in the spring I really like what I saw like the days I went I was more of, of a former player so I really can't say too much um but the spring game I just like conceptually what they were trying to do with the tight ends and and with the matchups with the backers of getting them flowing one way and just how they move um what was the oh man what was the tight end that was getting busy in the spring? Oh, crap. He just popped in my head because I know he had a good spring. Spring Wood. game. Yeah. He had a, yeah, he had a good spring. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, shout out to him. I want to make sure I salute him. He had a good spring. He had a good spring. Um, But I ain't got too much longer. Probably five more minutes if anybody had any more questions or if we didn't talk about a topic that you guys wanted to talk about, you request up or use the chat. Appreciate my man BJ for co-hosting today. Appreciate love for jump, jumping up here to talk. Jake, Bama Who, Jason, Craig, also uh, my man OG Who. Hey, Hawk. Yo. Appreciate you having me, man. I'm I'm getting pumped, man. It's that time of year. You can sm- I know 
I know I gave you a hard time about basketball season, but I can't wait till football <laughs> rolls around. You know, I like to give you a hard time. Hey, but look, anytime you need some confidence about football, make sure you follow Jake and just DM him. I bet you he'll, I bet you how you believe in how you hey, I will, believe. I will raise every, anyone's spirits anytime. <laughs> anyone who needs some positive vibes, I'll, I'll I don't, I don't know if you can. I don't know if he can give Will a run, but hey. Oh, shout, shout out to Will, man. Yeah, if Will and Jake ever in this space here together, it's going to be like 400 fans that's going to appear because they're going to talk so spicy and it's going to be so good that, hey, matter of fact, tech fans may come in here ready to just control them. That's what's going to happen. But no, I appreciate it, my Yeah, we'll brother. Later. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Real quick, if you're a season ticket holder, give a round of applause. Let me see. 25 years. 25 years season ticket holder. Do they know how to hit the emoji? Did y'all know how to hit the claps? There we go. Now they're hitting it. There we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Congrats to y'all, man. Thank you to y'all. Um, look, hey, man, Hulk, look. I, Yeah, go ahead. Quick question real fast. Yeah. Um, so the the staff and support staff was taking, was taking a little beat in the day on um, – the message boards out there about their recruiting um, efforts. Uh, how do you feel about that? I think they're doing a great job, man. Like, you know, when you transition to a new school, it's a little tough as far as, like, like you got to build a, a, a legit relationship, right? And then you got to look at the situation, what you're coming into. Like a whole staff left. You at UVA. You fighting some of the same things that the old staff was fighting. I feel like, they doing what they can do. Everybody can always do better. But they're attacking the state of Virginia heavy like everybody want. It's still going to take some time to see the product on the field, to see the depth, to see how guys are being used before you start getting guys to really pay attention to this university. And I know a lot of people are like, why aren't, why isn't, like, why haven't we offered, like, Wally Rayner's son? I don't got an answer to that. But hopefully that changes. You always want to make sure you can get legacy kids. So I'll be lying to you if I sat here and didn't address that because I know that's an elephant in the room. Everybody asks me, like, well, why, why aren't we recruiting Wally Rayner's son? So, um, but I think they're really out there and they're hitting their trail. Um, the great thing about the staff that's been, a, you know, like Army and Air Force is like, it's kind of similar to UV as far as like, a pool of players that kind of pay attention to a university like that. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard. Like, I, I got into a – like, my eyes were open when I came to university. I almost flunked out my first semester here. Like, it's different. So you got to instill these new TikTok and Instagram kids. Like, yo, hey, they probably selling you a dream. But here, like, yeah, you got to get that piece of paper. And it ain't easy. But that's life. Life not easy. And I didn't come back and get my degree until after I played eight years in the Arena Football League. And I finally came back and got my degree in 2009. And that was the best decision I ever made because once I got into the workforce and I had on my resume, I went to UVA. I realized how important and why this was a 40-year decision. So I could speak to folks who leave here early. And I got lucky, man. I got lucky that I... I I got to play professionally, and we ceased operation in 2000. After the 2008 season, I was able to 
to financially pay for my last couple classes and get my degree here. Like everybody don't have that opportunity. That's why I always tell folks when we talk about like the NIL and kids leaving early, I always say, man, I'm living proof that you're never too old to go back and finish. But I can be too old to go play. You got to strike while the iron is hot. And I'm not advocating kids to just leave early. But you got to do what's best for you in that moment. You really do. And you don't want to miss your window. Because nothing's guaranteed. But one thing I can say is more guaranteed than the next is I know this school ain't going nowhere. If I got to now take out financial aid and pay my way to finish, I know my opportunity is still here where I can still get my education. But everybody can't go play that dream. Now you got the what ifs. What if I, I should have did this, should have, could have, would have. It don't work like that. But again, I feel like these coaches are doing a, a very good job. And me, I'm a person that's always backing the coaches. So people know, people sometimes think I'm just more of a homer because I don't like to bash the current administration, current coaches. That's just not me. Coach Wilson ain't, ain't, ain't raising me like that. Christ, you can't talk bad about him. Are you perfect? <laughs> you could do better too. <laughs> you think it's easy? It's not. Christ. But two more minutes, man, and we're going to end this space. I'm going to try to do a UVA space during the season now. So this is what I'm going to do during the season. And I'll probably do another one for the first game of the year, of course. During the season, I'm going to probably do a live reaction to the space. I want to say probably hour and a half, two hours after the game is done because I got to do my post-game responsibilities. So I'm going to do a space that the two hours after the game. So I'll be right here in the Twitter space. So make sure you follow me and tell your friends to come on Twitter, Facebook, come on Twitter, Instagram, come on Twitter. We use the Twitter spaces. And then I'm going to try to do a Twitter space during the week. Like as a live reaction to my recap podcast, what they like, what they didn't like, what they agree with, what they didn't agree with, what they saw. So just trying to be more transparent and utilize this app and this feature. Um, and just see how it goes. If people just, you know, rather listen to just the episode period and not come into the spaces, it's cool. Cause I mean, I get the night off, but if y'all like this feature, I'll, I'll, you know, create a day and a night to do this for y'all. I love to talk to the four side. I love to interact with y'all because I get tired of just recording in my room by myself and not being a, hear nobody say nothing back. So with that being said, BJ, you got anything you want to let the people know before we get up out of here, how they can follow your stuff as well? Yeah, Sports with BJ on Twitter and Facebook. I don't do Instagram because I don't understand it. <laughs> I started TikTok, and I don't understand TikTok either. Man, TikTok, I have <laughs> never wasted more time in my life. That thing is a trap. So but yeah, TikTokers. Uh, yeah, Sports with BJ, I try to, I'm in the community as well uh, on Twitter. Uh, if you're not following that, uh, what is it? It's uh, UVA football with Ballhawk, I believe, is the community oh, no, it's just, on Twitter. It's, it's just the Ballhawk show now. It's just easier for everybody. Just okay. Yep. Uh, go follow that there. We that's where we put a lot of our stuff, and um, I'm always retreating what he says. So look forward to chopping it up with y'all all season long. Hey, salute to Is Riley seventeen. He said, "Man, I'm a teen. If I could be a ticket holder, I'm a diehard fan, though." A salute to you, Coach Derek Twitty, man. Salute to you, my guy. Always appreciate your support. Uh, are you Jones family? Hey, I definitely appreciate you liking the insight and always supporting, man. If you haven't, you can um, follow the Ballhawk Show podcast on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. Um, 
lately it's been all just NFL stuff, like the day we talked about Deshaun Watson, the Twitter space, and it got spicy. Um, and that's uncut, so people curse and stuff in that. UVA sports, um, it's clean, no curse words, unless I say, you know, damn. But um, so this will be uploaded tomorrow as a podcast episode. So if you didn't catch it in its entirety, I'll share it here on Twitter. I'll share it on the Sabre also. Shout out to Chris Wright from the Sabre and all the folks from the Sabre message boards. I'll share it there on my Facebook, on my Instagram as well. And um, salute to everybody, man. Salute to Jackie and all that they do on 2472 as well, man. Make sure y'all follow everybody in the community. The Hill Podcast, my man OG Who, he does recaps. And um, that's it, man. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. I definitely appreciate you guys for coming in space. It's been refreshing to talk about UVA football. It's been a minute, man. We back. Camp has started, man. We here, the Ballhawk Show. Ah! We out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.